Brad, how are you doing? Welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Can we kick things off by introducing yourself? Pleasure to be here with you, Dado. Thanks so much for having me. My name is Brad Van Voorhees. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Sustainable Bitcoin Protocol. Uh, just to give you a little bit of background on myself before we dive into the mechanics of how Sustainable Bitcoin Protocol works, um, I've spent my entire career in sustainability uh, specifically over the last nine years before founding Sustainable Bitcoin Protocol, I built the sustainability department for a New York Stock Exchange listed Fortune 200. Uh, we built that department from around three employees to around 140 globally. And I led all of our uh, APAC and EMEA operations um, based out of Asia. And specifically, I focused on things like renewable energy feasibility studies, resource efficiency within partners that we have around the world, and our non-US government engagement. So meeting with governments around the world uh, to talk about both social and environmental sustainability. Thank you for that introduction. That was great. Um, before we get into the mechanics of sustainable, I always try to ask my guests, like, where did they source their Bitcoin knowledge, whether it was books, courses, conferences, or even people um, in the space or the ecosystem that might have inspired you? So could you kind of give the audience a breakdown of any, any of those things that kind of helped you to become a better Bitcoiner? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm sure like many of us, Twitter has been one of my go-to sources. Um, you know, I, uh, I just love to learn and... Um, I, when I got into Bitcoin, I just started following every single Bitcoiner I could, um, you know, and not just Bitcoiners, to be honest. I, I like, you know, I wouldn't call myself a Bitcoin maximalist per se, but I deeply, deeply believe in Bitcoin. Um, but that said, you know, I, I, I like technology. And so, you know, not only do I follow sort of pure Bitcoiners, if you will, um, but I also follow venture capital funds. Um, you know, different founders, and, and I just follow sort of anyone that I can learn from. And I, I'm not a big tweeter per se. Um, I'm more of an absorber. I like to absorb knowledge. So Twitter, uh, of course, um, the Bitcoin Standard was a book that I really enjoyed. Um, you know, learning the history of of, of uh, stores of value and currency was really eye opening to me. Um, and then, I, you know, I think also there's been a number of friends in my life, um, you know, who, who've pushed me to learn more about Bitcoin, uh, in particular, a friend who's a crypto trader uh, based in, in Taipei, Taiwan. Um, and so sort of 2018, he was uh, he was a big influence on me to, to dive in and learn more. You know, I love to hear people kind of talk about how they were orange pilled and started on their Bitcoin journey. So um, let's try to get into sustainable as a company. I've really been following the company. Like I wrote an article about it and I talked to Elliot David about the company and I just found it so profound, so different. Um, it's really going to change the narrative of climate, renewable energy in regards to Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining. So the first question I want to kind of get into is the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which was just recently passed by Biden. Um, could you kind of break down how that will impact your company using Bitcoin as a form of renewable energy? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, first and foremost, really, I think about sustainable Bitcoin protocol as it's a climate tech company that happens to use Bitcoin as an anchor to drive development of renewable energy. Um, of course, our objective our mission 
is to make Bitcoin our planet's most powerful climate positive asset. Um, we think this is a really important mission. Um, you know, I think historically there's a, a fairly negative connotation surrounding Bitcoin because of its illicit uses in the past. Um, and now, of course, the concerns around environmental um, issues. And so, um, you know, I think that uh, it, it's really it's really important for Bitcoin and the ecosystem, not just to be sort of carbon neutral, but to actually go in a step further and be climate positive. So that's that's our mission. Now, to answer your question a bit more directly, um, when it comes to the Inflation Reduction Act, you know, the only thing I've heard so far that that may have some sort of impact on the ecosystem, and uh, I should caveat all this by saying I, I haven't dug into the Inflation Reduction Act in depth at this point, um, although after this podcast, certainly I will. Um, you know, but one of the things I did notice was that there um, there is some funding earmarked for methane mitigation or methane reduction. Um, so I think perhaps that could have an impact on you know Bitcoin miners that are using waste gas. Um, but but let's see. You know I think what what may over the long term be more impactful for our business from a regulatory landscape perspective. Um, is uh, is the Mika proposal in Europe? Um, you know, it's obviously it's going to be a couple of years before uh, it, it's enacted, um, but uh, you know, I think that there's going to be provisions in there that stipulate, um, you know, that at least within Europe, uh, Bitcoin miners need to be using clean energy, uh, or I should say, proof of work miners at large need to be using clean energy, um, and, and surely it's going to need to be verified. Um, so we hope to stay ahead of the curve there. Um, you know, we're, of course, speaking with, uh, you know, various consultants and advisors in Europe uh, helping to guide us along the way. Um, you know, and it's our objective to to help miners and also investors across Europe get ahead of that curve. Um, you know, make sure that they are uh, they're prepared for what, however that regulatory landscape pans out um, and, and maybe. Even we could have an influence on that regulatory landscape, um, you know, because we're helping the ecosystem sort of move ahead of what they want to regulate. Yeah, and I know there's like a large allocation. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's somewhere in billions where um, just for climate research, climate change procedures, this Reduction Act bill will kind of be really fostering and pushing that up to a higher standard. So my hopes is, is that sustainable, you know, get some of that funding. People kind of can use this to try to like, you know, dispel some of the FUD that we're seeing, you know, that's been ubiquitous around the energy space in regards to Bitcoin. Um, you know, I want to really get into not really numbers, but just more about the company as far from an investment perspective. So, you know, SBP will create a path for institutional asset managers to put sustainable, you know, a sustainable asset on their Bitcoin mining. So how can like, you know, you as a CEO, you as a founder, how do you kind of help your clients say this asset is sustainable? Like what procedures protocol does sustainable do to allow that to happen? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, first and foremost, really, I think about sustainable Bitcoin protocol as it's a climate tech company that happens to use Bitcoin as an anchor to drive development of renewable energy. Um, of course, our objective, our mission is to make Bitcoin our planet's most powerful climate positive asset. Um, we think this is a really important mission. Um, you know, I think historically 
there's a, a fairly negative connotation surrounding Bitcoin because of its illicit uses in the past. Um, and now, of course, the concerns around environmental um, issues. And so, um, you know, I think that uh, it's really it's really important for Bitcoin and the ecosystem, not just to be sort of carbon neutral, but to actually go in a step further and be climate positive. So that's that's our mission. Now, to answer your question a bit more directly, um, when it comes to the Inflation Reduction Act, you know, the only thing I've heard so far that that may have some sort of impact on the ecosystem, and uh, I should caveat all this by saying I, I haven't dug into the Inflation Reduction Act in depth at this point, um, although after this podcast, certainly I will. Um, yeah, but one of the things I did notice was that there um, there is some funding earmarked for methane mitigation or methane reduction. Um, so I think perhaps that could have an impact on you know Bitcoin miners that are using waste gas. Um, but but let's see. You know I think what what may over the long term be more impactful for our business from a regulatory landscape perspective. Um, is, uh, is the Mika proposal in Europe. Um, you know, it's obviously it's gonna be a couple of years before uh, it, it's enacted, um, but, uh, you know, I think that there's going to be provisions in there that stipulate, um, you know, that at least within Europe, uh, Bitcoin miners need to be using clean energy, uh, or I should say proof of work miners at large need to be using clean energy, um, and, and surely it's gonna need to be verified. Um, so we hope to stay ahead of the curve there. Um, you know, we're, of course, speaking with, uh, you know, various consultants and advisors in Europe uh, helping to guide us along the way. Um, you know, and it's our objective to to help miners and also investors across Europe get ahead of that curve. Um, you know, make sure that they are uh, they're prepared for what, however that regulatory landscape pans out. Um, and, and maybe even we could have an influence on that regulatory landscape, um, you know, because we're helping the ecosystem sort of move ahead of what they want to regulate. Yeah. And, you know, I absolutely love this company. I think that it's so forward thinking. You know, I've seen other, other energy companies that are trying to do the renewable stuff for Bitcoin. And I just I don't see this level of sophistication. I don't see this level of, um, you know, adroit ability to kind of really get in and really get past just the mining protocol, but just getting into the science of what it takes to make not only the 2 million that's left, but the 19 million that's still out there right now. How do we make that renewable, sustainable, and effective for our climate? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, so there are a couple components of, of what we're building. And, you know, I think one thing to note is that, you know, we're not just trying to help investors uh, have sustainable Bitcoin. We actually you know, want to allow them to to ha hold Bitcoin and and hold it in a way that is climate positive. So it's beyond just sustainable. It's actually helping to drive additional renewable energy development or helping to mitigate CO2 equivalents from entering the atmosphere. Um, and so, you know, the way that we go about that um, is first and foremost, it's working with miners who are using clean energy sources, you know, whether that is um, you know, from the grid and they're buying the appropriate EACs or energy attribute certificates, um, you know, whether those are RECs or, you know, bundled or unbundled RECs, uh, PPAs, whatever it may be, um, you know, we will verify that, that they are indeed, you know, 
purchasing renewable energy. Um, in fact, we have a partner that will do the verification for us. That's very granular verification um, and, and likely will be the most robust data set available pertaining to renewable energy use by Bitcoin miners. Um, secondly, within the protocol, we'll also include Bitcoin miners that are meeting a certain standard of mitigating CO2 equivalents from entering the atmosphere. You know, this could be miners that are using waste methane that is derived from a garbage landfill, or it could be miners that are using waste gas from the uh, waste, you know, waste gas from the oil uh, and gas sector. Um, and, and of course, we have you know some some standards that we are applying to this. Um, you know, if if the well is uh, is not is not producing anything but this waste gas, um, you know, then we don't include that. But if it's a if 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 the waste gas from the well is a very small percentage of the revenue that's not actually perpetuating the oil and gas sector, um, and and in fact it's just helping to mitigate CO two equivalents from entering the atmosphere, you know, then we'll include that. So that's at the sort of base level uh, of what we're doing, and the idea behind this is that. You know, we want to financially incentivize miners to use renewable or clean energy sources. And we believe that, you know, through this financial incentive, we can actually drive behavioral change of the network or of miners within the network, I should say. You know, if a miner has a choice between two different energy sources, you know, and they're almost at parity in terms of cost, one of them is renewable, the other's not. And then all of a sudden they're getting, you know, beyond the Bitcoin that they mine, they're also getting uh, rewarded for the use of clean energy. We believe that this, you know, this process will drive behavioral change. So that's at the mining level. Now, of course, we've already um, surpassed, or I should say the network has already surpassed the 19 million mark in terms of, um, you know, Bitcoin that were mined, and we now have sub 2 million left. Um, so the lion's share of Bitcoin has already been mined, you know, from 2009 until well, we crossed that 19 million mark just a couple of months ago, or a few months ago. Uh, and so the question then is, well, you know, how do you address the uh, Bitcoin that we're already mined? Um, and so there we have a, a pretty unique process where we tie the sustainability of the existing Bitcoin to directly to renewable energy development. Uh, and so investors who are, are going to basically add, you know, proof of sustainable mining or by way of our product, the Sustainable Bitcoin Certificate or SBC, um, you know they they now have an opportunity to actually, um, as we address the existing 19 million Bitcoin, um, they have this unique opportunity to drive capital into renewable energy development. Now, you know why I think this is unique and, and interesting is that. Um, you know, if, 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 for example, there was an ETF that was a climate positive spot Bitcoin ETF, or perhaps since who knows when we'll ever get a spot Bitcoin ETF in the US, maybe we should talk about a, a spot Bitcoin ETP in Europe. So the concept here would be that, you know, it's a spot Bitcoin ETP coupled uh, with our product, the sustainable Bitcoin certificate, one SBC for each Bitcoin in the fund, and effectively, you know, as this fund grows and more of the SBCs need to be issued, we, the the what the SBC is doing is is it's creating basically a path pass through that capital from these ETPs or ETFs gets um, 
uh, allocated into renewable energy development. Um, I could get into a little bit more detail on it an, another time, but um, you know, I think it's a really unique product. I, I think that you know everyone wants to participate in Bitcoin. We we all know where it's heading. Uh, it's 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 an extremely unique asset class. Now, if we can couple that with not just sustainability, but in fact climate positive, you know, a climate positive attributes. Now that that gets really interesting, and you know, my, it's my hope that we can unlock some of the fifty to sixty trillion dollars that are currently guarded by ESG mandates and have that flow into the Bitcoin network. Yeah, and you know, I absolutely love this company. I think that it's so forward thinking. You know, I've seen other other energy companies that are trying to do the renewable stuff for Bitcoin, and I just I don't see this level of sophistication. I don't see this level of, um, you know, adroit ability to kind of really get in and really get past just the mining protocol, but just getting into the science of what it takes to make not only the 2 million that's left, but the 19 million that's still out there right now. How do we make that renewable, sustainable and effective for our climate? Thanks. I, I appreciate that, Dado. You know, um, we've uh, we've been building this now for uh, nearly two years. We'll be coming up on two years sort of at the end of this year. And, um, you know, the reality is we've been pretty quiet about it so far. Uh, we've just been heads down building, speaking with ETP providers and Bitcoin trackers in Europe and Asia. Uh, we've been speaking with funds across the U.S. We've been partnering with miners. We've been speaking with climate science NGOs and sustainability NGOs. Um, you know, the list goes on. My, the team that, that, that my, my team is is incredible. They've been you know, working around the clock nonstop on this, you know, and um, we are really just now on the precipice um, and, and ready to go. And, um, you know, I'm really, really happy to say that there's multiple funds now, ETPs and trackers, um, you know, that, that we are in discussions with to, uh, to make climate positive Bitcoin ETP. Um, so, you know, I think when this finally goes live, um, and certainly it's going to take a little bit more time, when it finally goes live, um, it's my hope that we add a lot of value to the Bitcoin ecosystem. You know, I, really, my, you know, my personal goal is to change the narrative surrounding Bitcoin's sustainability. Um, you know, I've, I've helped shape narratives for a big corporation pertaining to sustainability. And I love Bitcoin. And, you know, I, I, I don't believe that it's bad for the environment. Um, or that it has to be, I think it can be good for the environment. And so it's my mission to change that narrative um, and create something that will actually drive positive environmental impact. Um, so again, I, I really appreciate your support and you know, belief in what we're doing. Yeah, I love it. And you know, Brad, I wanna kind of get into something that I think a lot of Bitcoiners, especially myself, saw that your company is doing, and I would love for you to really elucidate on, which is, you know, Bitcoin has Satoshis and Sustainable has something called Kyoto's. So my question to you is, is that what inspired you or motivated you to have a 21 million cap for those Kyoto's similar to Bitcoin? Yeah, sure. So the the Kyoto is um, it's it's our the Sustainable Bitcoin certificates equivalent of a SAT. Um, and so the the SBC, uh, as we call it, is divisible by 100 million just like Bitcoin is divisible by 100 million sats. Um, and the reason for that is quite simple. Uh, the SBC is intended to be a perfect parallel or mirror to Bitcoin. 
that captures the sustainability attributes, um, or as we like to say, it, it, it allows us to capture proof of sustainable mining. Um, you know, really, we intended to keep it as simple as possible um, in the sense that, you know, an institutional investor or perhaps one day a retail investor, if they have 10,500 and a half Bitcoin, they can have 10,500 and a half SBC. Um, you know, it's just intended to be a perfect parallel. And, you know, as far as Bitcoin mining goes, you know, once we verify a mine, every time they mine a Bitcoin, we will issue them one sustainable Bitcoin certificate. Um, and then, of course, you know, we plan to issue sustainable Bitcoin certificates retroactively uh, for the existing Bitcoin. Um, and so, you know, we will never produce more than 21 million SBC. Uh, in theory, the last SBC would be um, minted for the last Bitcoin to be mined or the last piece of Bitcoin to be mined. Um, now, my belief is that the entire network will be fully sustainable long, long, long before the last Bitcoin is mined. Uh, and in fact, probably society at large will have completely transitioned away from carbon derived fuel sources um, by the time the last Bitcoin is mined. So, you know, our, our, our mission is, is to drive impact today, uh, impact now. And um, yeah, just, you know, to sort of wrap it up on your question, um, the rationale for the Kyoto was just to keep things as simple as possible. Um, you know, simplicity from my perspective is, is beautiful. It works for, you know, it works for people around the world. I, I sort of ascribe to the Steve Jobs philosophy that most people don't want something technical. They want something really simple, easy to use. And finally, uh, you know, of course, the, the Kyoto was a, a tongue in cheek, uh, sort of tongue in cheek, I suppose, uh, reference to the Kyoto Protocol, um, which, uh, of course, was a landmark, um, <clears throat> a, a landmark uh, protocol pertaining to environmental uh, sustainability and climate change. Um, and of course, you know, Satoshi, Kyoto, sort of both of them Japanese. Um, so it, it was just a natural fit. Um, to be honest, we don't even talk about Kyoto's that often. Um, you know, I think most of our, our, our client base is institutional. Um, and, you know, they're, they're not dealing in half Bitcoins. They're dealing in full Bitcoins. And, you know, they tend to have thousands of Bitcoin in their funds, not a couple or half. Um, so anyways, um, you know, the, the, the idea here was that uh, we want to keep it as simple as possible. And, um, you know, I think one day as this gets rolled out and, and retail starts to use it, the Kyoto perhaps will become a much more commonplace uh, tool for retail investors to purchase and, um, you know, make their Bitcoin climate positive. And um, in fact, the, the SBC is in its own right, it's an asset class. Um, and so, you know, we believe there's going to be upside appreciation to the SBC. Um, and we can share sort of why we have this belief, but it's tied very closely to uh, to the energy consumption of the network. Yeah. And, you know, I thought like at first when I read read the protocol, read what you guys are doing, I was like, oh, this sounds like, you know, bragging rights for incentivizing miners to kind of push clean, green energy. And I just remembered like when you go to certain buildings or certain skyscrapers, you'll see like this building is renewable. This building has uh, clean, green energy, like a little sticker that they put 
on the window or on the door when you first walk into um, some of these major corporation buildings. And I started to think about that in regards to mining and like, oh, sustainable is kind of coming in and kind of incentivizing miners to say like, hey, it's a competitive thing. Like we're clean, we're renewable, we're sourcing Bitcoin um, in the right way that's going to help the planet and you should too. And I think that as other miners see like, hey, we got the stamp of approval. You know, we have investors that are looking at the ESG mandates and they're kind of giving the green light on this. I think that that's what's going to bolster sustainable in the future to be like next level Bitcoin sustainable mining company. So thank you, Brad, for your foresight and your genius on that. We uh, today we're as far as miners go, we're, we're working with really the preeminent uh, Bitcoin miners. When I say preeminent, preeminent in terms of their vision for sustainability. Um, you know, in particular, I can I can give a shout out to Clean Spark. Um, you know, just just an amazing company, great group of people, and their vision for what you know Bitcoin mining can be is, is really pushing the envelope. You know, they know it can be extremely sustainable. Um, and so, yeah, to your point, I, I I do think that as as the protocol starts to uh, take off, and we see, you know, that there's a demand from the institutional side. Um, and you know, miners are seeing that their uh, competitors are you know getting a transparent and verified you know, proof proof of of clean energy use. Um, you know, I think that more and more miners are going to want to come on and, and do the same. Um, you know, frankly speaking, I think those that are publicly traded, uh, you know, they want to be a they want they want to be sustainable. It's good for it's good for business, right? The 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 street reacts well to businesses that are are really sustainable. And then secondly, you know, it's this is a new revenue source for them. They're able to monetize the sustainability of their business. Um, so I do think you're absolutely correct that, you know, more and more miners are, are, are going to sort of hop on board when, you know, they see the benefits to them at, at no cost. So it's, it's just purely benefit, purely value add. Um, you know, and again, it's, you know, this is our, our, our vision, you know, not just to make miners more money, um, you know, it's it's that we believe that a this is going to be good for the environment, and b it's going to be great for Bitcoin. Um, you know, and so we can sort of tie it all together there. It's good for Bitcoin miners, it's good for the environment, and it's good for Bitcoin at large. Genius, absolutely genius. And uh, my last question, Brad, is we've talked about Bitcoin mining, and as we know, there's going to be tons of companies out there scrambling to grab hold of that last two million. So my question for you is is um, you know, sustainable, you know, the company as a whole will be a part of the quote unquote mining sector. How will the company combat e-waste or electronic waste um, in the future? Yeah, you know, uh, it's a good question and something we will definitely think about and dive into. Um, now, you know, the reality is, is that e-waste within Bitcoin mining is a fairly, um, it's, it's, it's fairly easy uh, issue to deal with um, in that, you know, there's around 100,000 new ASICs being produced monthly right now or being deployed monthly, around 1.2 million annually. Um, now that the chip shortage is uh, coming to an end, I could imagine that number picks up quite a bit. Um, but, uh, you know, relative to many other industries, this is a very small number of units. You know, I, I don't know off the top of my head how many units of uh, phones that Apple or Samsung or Huawei produce, um, but I know that it's, you know, many, 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 many hundreds of times more than there are ASICs rigs. 
Um, so it's a small problem to deal with in the first place. And the reality is that the Bitcoin mining sector, uh, it's still fairly compact. And the, the manufacturers of ASICs, it, it's a relatively small cohort. And so, you know, I'm not, I, by no means do I mean, uh, am I trying to sort of skirt around this question or belittle the, the challenge here? Um, I just think it's something that can be, you know, as an industry can be dealt with very easily. Um, but that said, finally, you know, there, there are definitely some amazing companies out there that are taking e-waste and, for example, sort of taking those, scrapping the raw materials out of it, um, out of e-waste and producing important products that we need, like lie-ion batteries, um, you know, for, for cars and other things. So um, my guess is that, you know, there's going to be there's going to be a really robust system in place that, you know, allows for sort of circularity of Bitcoin mining machines of ASICs. Um, you know, when, when I finally come up for air, um, which who knows when that's going to be, because we, we've really been head down building. Um, that is something that I would love to work on. And, you know, frankly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the, the Bitmains of the world and, and other mining rig companies, uh, along with some of the bigger players in the mining space, you know, start to work together to create circularity of, you know, of equipment. Um, you know, and then of course, uh, as many other Bitcoiners have mentioned in the past, it's not like these rigs are, are, are getting steamrolled after uh, 18 months. I mean, that's, this, this is just some misperception of sort of the speed at which ASICs rigs become obsolete. Um, I'm not sure how that, that, that came into, um, you know, sort of, popular culture or the mainstream media, but it's, it's simply not true. Um, and, and when it is time to retire those rigs, you know, I think there's going to be a, a solid plan in place. Um, and, and I'd love to help participate in that because, you know, over my career, I have worked on circularity quite a bit. Um, and again, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to help the Bitcoin ecosystem um, in, in whatever way I can. I'm so grateful for you clearing that up because I think a lot of people that, you know, push the FUD about energy renewal, they kind of like use the e-waste kind of scenario to stump a lot of companies. A lot of people don't know what they're going to do about it, or they're not even familiar about e-waste. You know, when you look at places like Africa, Southeast Asia, you have these huge dumps that literally become cities of people, you know, filtering through waste and cell phones and disregard, disregarded uh, computers. So I'm glad that Sustainable has it on their radar. Um, you have an understanding that you realize that e-waste is not as big of a deal as like the mobile computing or the cell phone industry is. And I'm just grateful that you kind of broke that down so that when people watch this episode, they can have a better clarification on what Sustainable is doing and how much of the impact e-waste has in the, uh, the Bitcoin ecosystem. So thank you for that. Yeah, happy to. Happy, you know, just want to get the facts out there. And, uh, you know, there's certainly a lot of misperception pertaining to, to Bitcoin. It's, it's been villainized quite a bit. Bitcoin mining space has been villainized quite a bit. Um, and of course, you know, my objective is to uh, clear things up and, you know, not just make Bitcoin mining and Bitcoin sustainable, um, but take it a whole step further. Let's make it climate positive, you know? And, and I think the idea, again, of climate positive Bitcoin holdings I mean, this is something that the, the biggest ESG funds in the world can probably get behind. Um, so, yeah, it's my it's, it's really my goal to help out as much as possible and, you know, apply some of my learnings from my career to uh, something that, that I deeply believe in. 
and think is going to change the world. A hundred percent. And uh, last thoughts, Brad, um, can you give the audience, you know, any ways that they can get in contact with you, get in contact with your company, social media, anything like that? Uh, could you please uh, give that to everyone? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, Sadhu. So uh, our Twitter handle is at sustainable BTC. Pretty simple at sustainable BTC. Give us a follow. Um, we, we tweet a little bit, but again, you know, we've been heads down, uh, just, just sort of building, um, you know, I, I, I'm of the belief it's better to build than talk about building. Um, so been heads down. Um, and then of course, if, uh, if someone wants to get in touch with me, our website is www.sustainablebtc.org. And, uh, you can just email us from there please reference that you, uh, you want to chat with me and, um, we'll, we'll get back to you quickly. We, we love to chat with all stakeholders, um, you know, uh, uh, of any belief, doesn't matter whether you, you know, are pure Bitcoiner or you're into, uh, you know, uh, other aspects of the crypto ecosystem, uh, or if you're in the renewable energy sector or you're a miner, um, you know, we're, we, we're open to speak with every stakeholder. We want to speak with every stakeholder. So, please reach out. Again, it's www.sustainablebtc.org. Brad, once again, thank you for taking time out to speak on the Bitcoin source. I appreciate the uh, insightful conversation. Thank you. Daddy, thanks so much for having me. It's, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure to chat. And um, hopefully uh, before too long, we can do this in person and uh, you know chat a bit more about what we both love. Bitcoin. Absolutely. Have a good one, Brad. Cheers. You too, Daddy. Take care. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh.